then I, did, I didn't feel bad at all about losing. It was more like, okay, now I'm happy yeah. about we us losing because it caused this yeah. for no reason, really. You see, Valiant may have lost, but Valiant is now saving money because they're now living in the Gladiator's heads rent-free. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Voicing Valiant, a podcast made by the community for the community. This is episode 50, and I'm Bookworm. And I'm Shadowcon. Ooh, I'm so glad we actually have a game to talk about for the 50th episode. Because <laughs> I didn't even realize this was the 50th, 50th, 50th episode until like, I was like, wait a second, what number are we on? <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's also... Uh a good week to have the 50th episode for as well, I would say. Yee. But let's get like the other games out of the way right away, just so we can talk about Valiant. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. First game is Atlanta Rain versus Washington Justice. Rain taking it 3-1. to one. I was about to say 3-1. to one. It's 3-0. to zero. Yeah, uh, I think you were a little <laughs> trying to give Justice a little too much credit there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah i guess so i guess i should uh comment to that yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean not a lot of people were really giving justice a chance in this game and it pretty much showed why uh justice yeah they just they could not hang with rain the rain the rain just walked all over them pretty much mm -hmm. uh poor justice yeah it was sad to see them get destroyed the way they did but i mean what was it? Uh, Dorado. No, no, no. Uh, Route 66. Sorry, they, they played Route 66. Uh, Route 66, they at least put up a pretty good fight. But the rest of the maps were... The other two were just, yeah. <laughs> and even if it was a pretty good fight, they still didn't win the map. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that was the Valiant game, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, that was the last of the games on Thursday. Uh, moving on to the games on Friday. We got Florida Mayhem versus Paris Eternal. Mayhem taking a 3-0. And I called it. I called it. I called it. I called you it. You did, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the things people kind of predicted made sense. Uh, I mean, credit to Mayhem for beating Paris. But at the same time, like, Paris wasn't really at the top of their game since they were missing XC. So they had to have Soon and Nico both play, but... I mean, still got to give credit to Mayhem for pretty much just crushing Paris, really. Yeah, because, like, it's still funny for yourself. We're like, yeah, it's probably going to go to Paris. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. No Rhine. Ben Best, Rhine. This happened before. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, on Control, Mayhem yeah. basically just stomped him. Rialto was a little bit closer, but since Mayhem went second, uh, the scoreline's a little deceptive because that was a 2-1 win, but... Paris had the attack first, and Mayhem had second. So, mm. again, it was a little bit closer, but because of it being deceptive of which way it went, as far as the turnover went, uh, Mayhem won that yeah, one. Yeah, because it could have been if it could have been if Mayhem won first, it would have gone like all the way. While like Paris would have only made it as far as they went, which would have given them the bigger like distance gap, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, but then Numbani. Paris really came alive. Uh, they still lost, though, obviously, because it was a 3-0. Uh, but they only lost 5-4, but they definitely put up a much better fight on Nubani. It's such a, shame, such, such a shame they couldn't have put a fight earlier. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for it to be closer, but... Nope. <laughs> yeah. I, at least now we know that Paris Eternal really does not do well without a Reinhardt and the hit scan. Yeah, that really this, that this, really destroyed them. <laughs> yeah, this is the second time that we've had very similar bands. The only difference was the support. And Paris Eternal was just destroyed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so let's hope that whenever they uh, fix things out and Valiant can go up against Paris Eternal, it's in a week with no hitscan and no Reinhardt. <laughs> See if Valiant can make it work. I mean, maybe. We'll have to wait and find out. Yes. Uh, after that was Boston Uprising versus Toronto Defiant. And 
Uprising was just showing why it's still in like 20th place in the standings in terms uh, in wait yeah I was trying to remember whether or not it's in the official standings and the power rankings but yeah Defiant takes a three to one yeah uh could they played pretty close on Ilios the two of them Uprising mm -hmm. did manage the two one win uh but that was some pretty serious questionable play from both teams. Helios. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because like Defiant hasn't really been looking its best. I'm not sure if you can even say its best since it's just in overall hasn't been looking too too good. But the fact that they still took it like three one against Uprising, just like come on, like uh, Uprising, this could have been your chance against Defiant to prove yourself. Take it at least to two maps. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, but then pretty much after that, Toronto took over. Uh, they pretty much crushed Uprising on Dorado, like, just absolutely crushed them. Uh, I can wall those a little bit closer, but Toronto, I would still say, still pretty handily defeated them. And then on Paris, I mean, 2CP, it was closer, <laughs> but Toronto still managed the 4-3 win on that. I wonder how much better Uprising could have been had they not just lost Swimmer and another player because like they just like they lost two players one after another like one week after another it's, it was it's so quick yeah uh yeah definitely unfortunate so yeah i mean if they had both of those players i mean yeah who knows how much different it might have been honestly i don't think it would have been that much different <laughs> as far as the result went but i don't know maybe they would have put up a better fight and maybe like Losing players demoralized them too. Could have been something like that. Oh yeah, it's definitely demoralizing to lose players. Yeah, I w I wonder when Uprising is gonna get more players because they they are under the eight player minimum at the moment. Um, I think that's how I check unless they secretly sign someone and I missed the announcement. But I actually did go through Boston's announcements on the Discord because I'm still on the Discord. Uh, and I didn't see anything besides them signing people onto the academy team, and they lost two people from the academy team. And I think they were both supports. So at first I was like, oh, I wonder if they're like saying goodbye to them on the academy team to move them up to the main team because like they need a support. Swimmer's gone. But I didn't see any announcements about them being moved up, unless I misread something. So like, I, w I wonder what's going on. Why we lose two supports and then bring in two supports to your academy team if you're not moving them up to your main team? Who knows? Uh, I mean, Uprising's management has been pretty questionable overall, I would say, the last three years. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're thinking. Or maybe they have a plan. They're just being super secret about it. Maybe. maybe you know, maybe they have a secret plan to win the whole thing uh, on the backs of six players. That way they can like leave a legacy behind them of the the only team to beat the league with six players is play I don't know. I mean maybe that is their plan. <laughs> yeah, so trying to you know, it's it's the thing where like if you make the enemy look more evil and like you're better. So like they're trying to like start themselves with an underdog thing and then like build it up, you know? They they have a plan, right? Right? We're definitely giving them too much credit, but right? <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely giving way too much credit. Yeah. Um, moving on from there, we got Dennis Fuel versus San Francisco Shock. And I was kind of sad about this. I kind of wanted the Fuel to win, honestly. I did <laughs> but too. But Shock took it 3-2. to two. <laughs> Yeah, but... Like, I'm, yeah, I don't know about Fuel this. Fuel was looking good. Yeah, I well, this is what I'm going to say. I don't know if this is Fuel showing that they're actually firing on all cylinders now and they're actually getting pretty good, or Shock just didn't take them serious or maybe shock's just not as good as everyone thinks they are because i will admit this this was a very exciting match to watch i would actually highly suggest watching this one um but yeah i mean yeah i, I don't know maybe maybe shock were too busy playing with their food and then woke up and were like wait a minute like we need to beat these guys this is supposed to be a bad team we're supposed to be a good one <laughs> It's one of those things that, like, I don't want to say it's them, like, playing with the food and stuff like that, because that's kind of, like, what's the right word? It shows, like, it's maybe the players aren't as prof Yeah, yeah, insulting, yeah. Like, it's acting as if the players aren't professional, that, like, oh, it's okay, like, they can win a few, because 
you know, they have to take this seriously. Like saying that they might have been playing with their food makes it sound like they're not taking it seriously. And if that is the case, then like, I hope the coaches have a real long talk with them about that kind of befa- behavior. Because like, if, th- if that's what's going on, it's not okay. It, like, I got a Discord ping and I lost my train of thoughts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, overall, but, it like, was. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, overall, it was a close game. Really, the only one that was one-sided was Numbani, which Dallas won 3-0. But everything else was super close. Both control maps, uh, they played all three rounds on it. Uh, Fuel won on Lijang Tower, which was the first map. And then, of course, Shock won Tiebreaker, which was Busan 2-1. Uh, Rialto was a 3-2 in favor of Shock. And then Hanamura was a 1-0 win for Shock. It's one of those things, like, I feel like this is leaning more towards a, few, like, a mixture of fuel looking good and Shock just not being as good as everybody thinks they are. Because like, I've yeah. not seen the bad. Yeah, They're I... definitely not bad. But I feel like it's a mix of them being maybe a little overconfident. And Maybe. I, th- I think what this is kind of showing maybe as well is that Shock aren't as hero band proof as a lot of people were trying to say at the beginning of the season. Yeah, because, like, it doesn't matter how flexible your players are. If your players don't know how to work together on different heroes, like, it's not going to work out. Like, you can have, like, the most flexible team, but if your team doesn't know how to, like, work together with a, a Mercy and a Nucio, with a Hammond and an Orisa... I don't know what the... I'm making up a random meta and I don't know, Genji and, uh, I don't know, Torbjorn. That's the meta. Okay. <laughs> but then that's the meta. If, like, your team doesn't know how to work with those heroes specifically all together, it doesn't matter if you have a player that knows how to play each of those heroes. It's just not going to work. Yeah. But, I mean, at least none of these teams are playing the Chinese teams because the Chinese teams have very wild comps. They do. <laughs> I can only imagine the chaos if everybody was playing all the Chinese teams right now. I wonder if that would have minimized the chaos maybe because instead of them having these wacky comps against the same like three teams over and over again, they now have the wacky comps against 19 other teams. Like, Yeah. <laughs> so I guess there's some good in this that we have more wackiness. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, Dennis and... Sh- yeah. Dennis and San Fran were the last of Friday... Starting on Saturday early in the morning, you got the Chengdu Hunters versus the Guangzhou Charge. Hunters taking at 3 0. I'm sad. I'm still a Charge fan. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, Charge is a flip a coin, it seems like, for yeah. all their matches. I, I don't know how much of it is flip a coin and how much of it is the Chinese teams are all playing each other. Yeah, I mean, there, there is that factor as well, but, like... Because we're, like, we're going to start seeing that with the other side of the Pacific soon, because, like, next week, just looking at how, like, the the teams are playing up against, starting to get into that same territory of playing against the same teams over and over again. Yeah. But, like, it's been going longer with the Chinese teams, and <laughs> they, they broke their circle of suck. Now it's, a, now it's a, like, squiggle of what the heck is going on. Yeah, but, I mean, you could still see the the gap appearing now between the teams, the Chinese teams. Dragon's definitely on top. Charge, Sparks, just jumbled in the middle. And then Hunter's just in the back, kind of try- trying to catch up. They, they're they kind of catching up, but at the same time, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hunters will occasionally get, like, a win. I feel like when the Hunters do get a win, it's a very dominating win. But then when they lose, it's like a, it's like a 3-0 in favor of the other team. Yeah, that's it's, pretty it's much how it goes. It's very weird. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because that's what happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, after them, like you said, uh, Dragons is definitely on top, having 3 0 the shock. Not the shock, the spark. <laughs> we have too many electric themed stuff. Agreed. Yeah. Even though shock is supposed to be shockwaves, but then stuff sounds like electricity. Like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, Dragons against the spark. I think, I think this is the game I caught a bit of. A bit of because I remember staying up late watching movies with my boyfriend and he's like oh wait the game's on let's go watch I'm like I don't want to watch and then we started watching like this is boring it's so one-sided yeah it was a very one-sided game 
<laughs> I think we I think we switched back to movies after that. But yeah, yeah Dragons One Three. Nothing really. Not much more to say about that game. <laughs> yeah. And after that was the Sunday games. Uh, Charge taking a three-one against the Spark, which is the whole muddled mess of what is Charge versus Spark. Yeah, but and it was actually a pretty close game despite Charge winning. I would mm-hmm. actually recommend watching this one as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean Charge looked like a whole another team basically between their crushing loss to the Hunters the day before and then coming back and pretty convincingly, despite how close it was, pretty convincingly beating the Spark. And then after that is the joke I made earlier. You got hunters against dragons, and dragons taking a three-zero. Yeah, dragons. Enough said there. Yeah, dragons stomped the poor hunters. Yeah, and something cool that the Overwatch League did was having just the Chinese teams playing in the early morning. So during the day of Saturday and Sunday, they actually had the Echo tournament going on. Yeah. At first, I was like really weirded out. I'm like, why is this uh, Thursday and Friday games? What's this going on? And then when they're like broadcasting the Echo tournament, I'm like, oh, that's why. So now it all makes sense. Yeah. It all makes <laughs> sense now. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the Echo tournament was pretty fun. So if you guys want to check that out, you can. It was essentially a, t- a T3 tournament, but they did allow contenders and Overwatch League players to play. Of course, they had restrictions on how many could be on a team. Uh, but there were some pretty fun teams that people made up. Yeah, and you actually get to see your favorite Overwatch League players get roared by other teams. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened. Uh, I think McGravy was talking about, was it Soon's team who got roared early on? I think it was, I don't remember. Yeah. It's so, like McGravy was in chat talking about it, and I was like, oh, cool, McGravy's here to talk about it. <laughs> McGravy likes to pop in a lot and talk. Yeah. McGravy is great. Like, I love his banter in, in Valcord. Like, he'll just come in and, like, tell you you're wrong. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> He's great. And he does it in such a, like... I don't know how to describe it. It's just great the way he tells people off. Because it's not, like, necessarily me. And maybe blunt? Blunt Is blunt a good word to use? Yeah, I would say it's more blunt. Yeah, because it's not mean. And he's not sugarcoating it. So, yeah, blunt. Yeah. But, yeah, those were the Overwatch League games and the Echo Tournament is night overwrap of that i guess just saying that it existed yeah uh let's move on to the vanit game against the na gladiators yeah uh mm. pretty dang super close game overall um yeah unfortunately valiant did lose three to two almost got that reverse sweep though but yeah i mean i was excited for the reverse sweep unfortunately just shy but like I said, pretty much overall, it was a pretty close game. Really wasn't a stomp by either team. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, you had moments where a team was winning, like... Like, they were dominating in those moments, but it was just, like, a moment of domination, and then it went back to being pretty even. Yeah, um... It starts off with Busan, and, like, I love that, like, the little, like, card that's on the Overwatch League's website. It just, like, it shows the no piggy. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's, it's, it's showing no, the, not a pig. It's a cow. Sorry, yeah, why did I say pig? It, it, yeah, because it's showing the static picture for the, downtown, the downtown. Yeah, map. I just like, I just love because like my eye is like instantly drawn to that. And I try to look at the other maps, and my I'm just looking at that cow this entire time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was won by the Gnadiators two to one. It was like. It was fun to watch, especially at the start of it when you don't know what's going on because suddenly you see an ash coming out and an ash was actually being played well because like before that, I think they even put up a graphic saying that like ash has never won in the Overwatch League before. That is, yeah, I believe they did put that that graphic up. I believe it was, um, what's the start? It was starting off with KSP on ash and then shacks on the torbjorn right that was a starting dps mm-hmm. and i'm just like ooh, ash and torbjorn interesting combination yeah it was definitely confusing to see it at first but i mean they played it pretty effectively because like i said like we said it was only a 2-1 win for gladiators on busan so people yeah. underrating ash maybe because, I mean, there was no real long-range hit scan available since McCree and Widowmaker were out. So the next next best thing is Ash. 
Yeah, because like any other hits gun really doesn't work. Like you got soldier, but he doesn't really work. You can actually you we can actually talk about that later because uh, Gnadius tried to run soldier at one point and it did not work out at all. Um, yeah. And like what other hit scan is there? Like everybody else is maybe like a pseudo hit scan. Like you have I guess Hanzo, but he's still a projectile. Um, well, the only, technically like, the only other hit scans were would have been tracer. Sombra, but they don't really have long range yeah, ability. They, they they're more effective up close and personal with somebody. Because they, they do a spray which like doesn't really work long range because like the like it ends up being sprayed out a little bit. It's they um someone like in Sombra and Tracer also have the uh Is it like called like semi automatic? Is that how it is? Well, like you click the button and it continues going, so like yeah, no, they, each planet does less damage than one of something that's long range. Yeah, no, they they shoot autom they shoot as an automatic, but yeah, they, they, they do okay, have yeah. the fall off damage. Mm -hmm. So so like that doesn't that doesn't work for them, and I guess like technically Reaper is hit scan, but he's also does a spread, and his spread is really really big. Yeah, technically Reaper's also hit scan because he's not a projectile. Um, but yeah, I mean yeah, he I... has no long range ability either, just like Tracer and Sombra. Yeah, so I'm like yeah, like you may have some hit scan there, but it's all short range. So having the Ash though was a nice thing to have. You have the Torbjorn turret, and like even without the Torbjorn turret, honestly, Torbjorn does a lot of damage. He does, yes. I saw, I saw a lot of kills out there in the kill feed that appeared after the turret was destroyed. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> bruh, do, do not underestimate a Torbjorn. Because, like, he has both his, like, right and left can both do different things. And they can, it does a hell of a lot of damage if you can get a headshot off. Yeah, his headshots are deadly. Yeah, uh, it wasn't... I don't. I don't feel like there's anything too big to talk about on Busan. I might just not be remembering too much because it was the first game. I do remember um, Route 66 more because there's that wraparound that Gnadius did. That I had to give them props for. <laughs> um, yeah, like the, Route 66 was like a pretty fun game to watch. You get to see a nil more of like what Ash can do because there are like a good amount of uh, sight nines. Uh, at one point, like I said, Gnadius did this cool now wraparound while Valiant is on the offense. And they just reached uh, point C. The gates have just opened, they're pushing the cart in. And Gnadius immediately goes to like push them from behind. Using the exit they normally took if they're going to push towards B. To like just catch them off guard, which I think I gotta give them props for. Because there was nothing they could have done to like try to mitigate that. Uh, I think... Torbjorn had his ult ready at that point, but there's like nothing you can do because you were just caught off guard with having an attack from behind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like I gotta give I gotta give them props for that. Like you you good on that gladiators. So I guess that one was really fun to watch. Like, yeah. Yeah, Route 66 uh, was definitely a really fun map to watch. It was definitely nerve wracking because like as soon as they knows, I'm like, oh no, oh no, they're up to yeah. oh no. <laughs> now it's match point. And then I get called to dinner. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I'm so scared. <laughs> um, yeah, well, after that, they went to Hollywood, appropriate for mm -hmm. the Battle of L.A. to play on Hollywood. Um, mm -hmm. Valiant, fairly dominating. I wouldn't say it was a complete stop, but Valiant shown really played yeah. really well in Hollywood. It's something that like I was thinking of when I watched it uh, later on. Uh, that the cast has actually said, and I felt very validated. That like, hey, I thought it's something that the cast has said. Hey, <laughs> but it was that like the gladiators didn't regroup fast enough, and that they kept pushing. Like they kept trying to go. Like they were acting as if it was going to be an overtime push when they still had over a minute left on the clock. They actually did a replay, and they had like a minute thirteen seconds when they should have pulled back, and instead they kept trying to push. So they ended up having only like thirty seconds for a final push. Yeah, and their their was, disengages were not good. Yeah, and I'm like, I wonder if this was them being overconfident because like, oh, we just won the NAST two, we can like probably still win this like without um without I guess like putting too much effort and then they reached the NAST point and like, okay guys, we gotta we gotta take this seriously and then they took it too seriously, which is why they like didn't like I, I guess they were trying to like do it all in one push. Try to show they could do it all in one push. After they were just like stalled for so long, 
Because, like, Vanek actually had a faster take, uh, like, when it was their turn. Like, uh, I, I was watching it, and I'm like, hmm, that's a pretty fast Gladiator's take. It wasn't too, too fast on point A, but, you know, it's pretty decent fast. Uh, and Vanek stood out pretty decently and stuff. I, like, I don't know if they were trying to prove something. But it, it was it was very odd to see them go from what had happened in NAS two maps, which felt very calculated, very like only pushing in when they knew what to do, to that where they're like trickling in almost, trying to like push the card over the edge because it was very very close to capping. Mm -hmm. And in the end, they didn't. And like once they had their last attempt, Valiant had spawn advantage. So even though they were getting picks. Vanyant gets like two picks. I think two picks from the McGravy bomb. I think and so. After yeah. That, like, and then yeah, then everyone else started respawning in and just finished cleaning up the gladi gladiators. Yeah, and like it, it was really funny that I noticed is that like the Bob wasn't even on point at one when he was called out. He was like off the point, just like shooting from a corner. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, they didn't. They didn't even have Bob there stalling. Like, come on, like, bro. You can hide behind, like, it was in a spot where you can hide from the Bob and still be contesting the point, and they still couldn't take it. I'm like, come on. Uh, I gotta, like, really give it up to Vanian's, like, initial push of, uh, of Honeywood, because, like, they, like I said, they took a really fast point A, and when they reached a point B, like, when they were about to, it was really funny, because when they were about to cap, like, Gnadier is kind of, like, Almost C9 that like they weren't winning, but they could have stalled them out for longer. And Vanek just caps like just sitting on the point, while so, like they were chasing kills. It was it was really it was really weird to watch. <laughs> yeah, that was because like because you can see the fighting going on, and I think it was, I think it was actually was it Dreamer who was just on the point and like net a cap because they were they were just about to cap when the Gnadios pushed in, and you think they'd be fighting on the court itself to keep it from capping. But they walk off. And I, I, I know I thought there were still people there. They were definitely losing the fight. But they could have stalled for a few more seconds and they didn't. Yeah, I mean... Which is like, it felt, it felt very uncoordinated of them. Which is, it was just really weird after the first two maps. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the first time the gladiators just walked off the point instead of contesting it. <laughs> yeah. Because it happened the very next map on Hanamura. Uh, oh, Hanamura Valiant was... won it 2-1. Uh... It was a pretty close game, uh, but Valiant yeah. definitely seemed to have Gladiator's number, especially on their attack. Uh, Valiant managed to completely cap both points with a pretty decent amount of respectable time. Uh, I believe they had like two and a half minutes, plus or minus, in their time. Uh, I want to say it was like, uh, was it like 220? Okay, yeah. I'm about to say yeah, that's why I said two and a half, like plus or minus. So it was, I, I thought it was like somewhere yeah. on there. But yeah, I mean, pretty I do respectable remember... amount of time bank. It might have been two and a half, but I'm confusing when the Gnadiers pushed. Because at one point when the Gnadiers were on the push for point B, uh, the caster said they'll definitely not... They, they don't have a, as much time as Valiant has now. And I remember seeing 220 on the board. So I don't I don't remember if that was Valiant's time or the Gnadiers' time. I want to say that was Valiant's time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Valiant standing on the point to take point B. Uh, Gladiators kind of getting picks, but... Valiant kind of being pushy, uh, and nobody from Gladiators contested the point. <laughs> so yeah, Valiant like, just caps it. They, 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 it was really, it was really weird because uh, Valiant didn't have like a, it wasn't like a strong cap of point A. It wasn't like they dominated and like, just destroyed them and got on the point. It's more like they just like slowly rolled onto the point. <laughs> Like one of the one after another, they got on the point. First, it was like Hammond backcapping, getting the first tick, and then having to run off, and then coming back in, and it's very weird. Um, like Canadia is kind of just let that happen almost. They definitely tried to like stop them. Like first, uh, who was it? Uh, I think it was Sh Shax was on the Farah, comes out of spawn, goes back into spawn, switches to I believe Tracer. Goes back and turns into Farah. So, like, they've already, like, given up quite a decent amount of time just do doing switches. But Gadidas did just didn't have the defense for it, which was really weird. Yeah, it was very odd <laughs> to see how they how they defended. 
And then their attack they went just, like, pretty well, but yeah, there was a lot of questionable plays by yeah, the like, gladiators on their attack. Um, there was some like there was like I feel like the big shout out to I guess Birdring on this because uh he was on the Reaper, he and I think it was Dreamer who went after him, uh, but Birdring kind of like disengaged a little bit. They were like be they're in that spot like um that has the mega that's near the point like to the left of it if you're coming in from the attacker i forget what people usually call that area and he just kind of like doesn't necessarily engage him and then he gets on the point to do a uh, death blossom that gets like th three kills i think or the two and a turret and that's what really really gets them solidifies them getting point a was birdwing knowing when to disengage and when to come back in stuff like that which was really, really good on him. And I feel like if the rest of the Gnadios had, like, really had his back on the whole, like, engaging, disengaging, maybe they would have been able to take Hanamura. But they didn't. And it, it was really, really weird. They, uh, like I mentioned earlier, they tried to run a Soldier 76, which doesn't make sense since they didn't really have high ground advantage and they couldn't take high ground. They just, just couldn't get on the point, and they kept trying to go for that Soldier 76, and, um, I can't remember what heroes, um, McGravy was on Sigma, and I don't remember what Dream was on, he, I, he might have been on Hammond, I don't, I don't remember what he was on, um, but after they used the ults, they go back and change to a D.Va and an Orisa, and when the Gnadius come back for their push, is when they use the attack visor. But what do you know? Vanim now has a diva who has a defense matrix, which was just suck up and eat up that uh, tactical visor. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, and it was, that was actually really smart on Vanian being like, okay, we used our odds. They have a soldier. Let's switch to something that's going to save us from that soldier. That was so smart of them, and I don't know why they kept pushing and pushing to have that that soldier. Like I don't know if they just really wanted that long range hit scan, but you can't really do that with soldiers, especially if you don't have control of the high ground. Yeah. Um. Th there were so many moments like that that really boggled my mind. Like at one point they had the May one off. Um, who was it? A uh, KSP on the Ash, but he doesn't like wall him off behind the archway. He like walls off in front of the archway. So what does KSP do? He just like shoots the ground, so he's like shot upward with his uh, shotgun thing, and onto the high ground there. Like he has sideline again. Like bruh, you did nothing with that wall. He has he he. You just made him go to the high ground and get better sidelines. Yeah, uh, that was pretty hilarious to see. Uh, KSP just like, oh, you you have this wall here. Time to go over this wall. <laughs> he just like yeets himself up. He's like. This won't stop me because I can't read. And then just hopped over. <laughs> Honestly, that's what he did. <laughs> like, oh, this is supposed to break my sidelines? Nope. I'm Jared, 19, can't read. <laughs> Wait, is KSP 19? I think he's 19, actually. Is he 20? Uh, I know he's on the younger side. Yeah, I think he's 19. Let me double check. Because if he's 19, like, I... He is I'm, 19. He'll be 20 in June. Eh, eh. Oh, we're June babies. Nice. June 17th. Oh, hey! <laughs> That's before my birthday! I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> I'm glad I can make the Jared 19 joke with him for at least a few more. Is it two moments? What day is it? 22? Yeah. Well, like a month and close to two more months. <laughs> but yeah, um. That was a really, like, fun game to watch if you're a fan of the Vanians. <laughs> it just. Uh, it was, they had such smart decisions, and the Gnidus did not. These, again, they didn't know when to disengage, when to swap off heroes. It was really weird. And then we move on to the next game, the tiebreaker, taking place on Ineos. And Space carried this one, honestly. Yeah, Space hard carried, and it made me sad because I miss Space hard carrying for us. Yeah. Uh, it it was a 2 nothing win for Gladiators, but again, it wasn't a full stop i think both games were like 100 to like 70 something plus or minus somewhere yeah they, were, they weren't less, they weren't like oh god is definitely have this in the bag it was more like oh my god uh you let them flip again like there, there was some really 
good moments, mostly from space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just um, which point is it? uh ruin? Well, um, who was on the Lucio? Is it Big Goose that plays the Lucio? Yeah, Big Goose is the Lucio yes. player. So he ends up really opening it up for the gladiators there by booping to be off the map, but then like he gets snapped. <laughs> Because he's booping off uh, Nastro, who's on the Ana. He ends up dying there, but he still sneaks Big Goose. And then, um, what do you know? Vanit Nucio comes by and boops the other Nucio. And I just found that hilarious. Like, it doesn't matter that Gnadiotus got control from, of the point because of that. Like, it was just hilarious. Like, I boop you. No, I sleep you. Now I boop you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of sad because we didn't actually see the Nucio get booped. We just saw it in the kill feed. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing to not see it. Um, and then, was it Shax was on the tracer? Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he ends up getting revenge on Big Goose for hurting his teammates because Big Goose is like wall riding on the Kniff side, and he's like wall rides out of sight nines. So what does he do? He blinks off the Kniff. Shoots him, kills him, then recalls back onto the onto the ground. Like, smart plays there, smart plays, <laughs> and you get revenge. Yeah, so I mean that was a pretty cool play from Shax. Uh, yeah. I mean that that was a personal highlight for me just seeing that because I mean how often are you gonna see a player do that? Yeah, and like that that's like that's like tilt worthy. Like if that happens to you, you tilt. And I really hoped you would have tilted enough to news, but you know, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> but I mean speaking of tilting there was tilting though after the game oh yeah yeah and like uh, funny enough you know what the gladiators did here they mirrored Vanian's comp you know and then after the game and they win gladiators like who is a mirror and who is, I know somebody else actually did. let me actually look this up real quick because I'm forgetting who it was because uh... I think it was Mirror and Bird Ring. Uh, no, Bird Ring actually just put a key smash, if I remember correctly. Let's see if I can find it through this. Yeah. I'm just like searching in Valcord because I know the tweets were there. Yeah, I, I know Mirror put out like the like most salty tweet out of all the glad Gladiator players. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, it's a dishonest comp. I'm like, bro, you just like, you copied Vanian's comp. Yeah, the, the only the one that it. didn't say anything and was actually a sportsman was our boy Space. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else pretty much had some level of salt in their their tweet about the game. Mm, let's see. Yeah, because like Mero was out here like posting like middle finger emojis. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Oh yeah, Mir yeah, that's right. Mir Mirror's tweet was just. A bunch of nonsense and then GG's. That's right. Mm -hmm. No, you mean bird rings? Yeah. You said mirror. Oh, I said mirror. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw. Who was the other one who also called it dishonest comp? Like one other person called it dishonest comp. I know that. I know some people were like saying it's cringe. Oh yeah, I just found Shaxx getting a hammer kill on a uh, big goose. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Uh, I can't find the tweets in at the moment. Whatever. I know OGE yeah. posted something, but. Uh, oh, I just yeah, found he it. posted something. Uh, they knew if they play mirror comp, they are gonna lose anyway. We just got effed by new comp and confused. We just need to adapt better. Sorry for bad performance. We'll get better next time. And we were playing comp that we never played scrim. Bunch of dots, but still one nice team. Bunch of dots again. I won the game, but feels like shit. <laughs> I feel like that would have been a good tweet if he just didn't have that first nine. Just like that's a given. Like if you not if you know you're not gonna win on the mirror comp. Don't run the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't do it. Like, what? Like, are they supposed to news? And uh, wh wh what would have happened if Valiant won then? How, like, would be like, oh, they, like, they didn't run the mirror, so it's not a Valiant win. Like, wh where is this rule that you have to mirror match? Like, that's the point of the game of having so many different heroes is that they run one comp, so you run a different comp that counters that comp. What I don't I don't see the problem here, of not mirroring and like so many people had a problem with mirror comps in the first place because it made things boring seeing the same heroes going up against each other. I I don't I don't see the problem here I really don't 
like the rest of his tweet was fine was him saying like oh we need to adapt better uh we weren't expecting this comp we did we've never played against this comp we need to know how to adapt that's fine i don't understand the first line of it i really don't i don't either but i mean mirror did follow up his tweet with uh wait i forgot ggs and then tagging la valiant with a a frog from final fantasy 8 i believe gif but like it's still like dude like <laughs> he's so salty like it comes out as a soul winner and it just makes you look bad like it really does like uh, bruh, you just oh yeah the win. shaz had the f your dishonest comp tweet like, I, don't, I don't understand what's dishonest like what does it mean to be dishonest because like Gnadios went out with a Bastion Symmetric comp like anytime they had Paris is that dishonest? because a lot of people don't like Bastion Symmetra people would like make the argument that like oh d- with a Symmetra you have like another player because you, you have a turret and then like, Bastion oh you just have this like a hero with infinite essentially infinite ammo because of like his spread I don't know like but that's okay. Like they were, they were all kinds of being like, "Oh, our comp is the best. Our comp is the best." But now that Valiant has a comp that was difficult to have against, that one's dishonest. I don't get it. I really don't get the logic here. Yeah, I don't either. But I mean, besides space being, you know, an actual sportsman about this, uh, Gladiators coach Depay, he put out an actual like good sportsmanship kind of tweet because he put GG's Valiant really good series with good adjustments our team is only getting better and better and growing and could not be more proud of the boys for their hard work shields up so like that one to me is like actually classy and like like actual like sportsmanship but like yeah just everybody else on the team was just like I I don't understand like (laughs) yeah like like Space had a nice one. Uh, Birdwing just did a key smash. Could just be him like being like, oh my god, we won. It doesn't. It's not like BM or anything. Um, but then you have like, oh, dishonest cop, middle finger. Oh geez, could have been such a nice tweet if he just didn't have that first nine. That first nine it makes no sense. And just like middle finger from mirror. Like, come on. Yeah. It's just it, it. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, why are you so salty over winning? Like. And I think if Big you had Goose. A, had a pretty salty tweet too i'm not 100 sure because i don't remember i'm trying to find it right now but yeah it was just like you guys won but you guys are pissed and it's like where is it just because valiant ran a torb ash and everyone always says torb ash is trash and we kind of proved that no it's not that trash it's actually a pretty good comp to run and like the thing that's funny to me is that they wouldn't be saying this about the hunters because last season, the Hunters were the ones known to play all kinds of off-meta. Stuff that nobody thought was going to be good. And actually winning with it. Yeah. So now when Valiant's playing stuff that's, I guess, considered off-meta. Even though there's not necessarily A-meta due to the changing uh, hero bands. But like playing heroes that people think are bad and actually doing well with them. They're dishonest, but the Hunters were not. Yeah. Oh, I just found Big Goose's tweet. He just put, hey, LA Valiant, please can you not play this trash comp? How is it a trash comp if you guys nosed to it for two maps? Like, come on. Just 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 say just say what OG said. Like that you guys uh need to know to adapt better. Yeah. Or just be like just Space and Deepay who just made straight up just Just GG. Yeah, just straight up GG sportsman kind of tweets. I will say I I I kinda wanna give Big Goose a little credit because looking at his timeline, he did retweet the meme from High Noonie. With the no, you can't play Ash and Torb. Make the game a eight v six, and then the Valiant with Simps on their journey, oh, saying, "Ha ha, Torb and Bob go brr." So I he did. T- he I did retweet it. that the same day. So maybe he and calmed maybe down. Maybe he tried to play it. Maybe, maybe he calmed down, realized, okay, you know, this is kind of stupid, and this meme is actually mm-hmm. kind of funny. Or maybe he just mm-hmm. realized, oh, this is. I just made myself look bad. Let me retweet this to make myself look a little better. But I mean, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I don't know because like I'm all for banter. But, like, that's not banter. That's just you being a sole winner. Just, like, it's just, it just doesn't look good. Yeah, so, and I mean, uh, the Watchpoint desk called out the Gladiators for it, too. So, it's not like it was just us that thought it was bad. There was, 
analysts. There was plenty of other people in the league that said, like, what the heck? You guys calm down. You guys won, but you're pissed. And I like it, it kind of hints to like a bigger problem with the players. Like, if you guys are gonna like freak out of this, what how are they gonna act when they actually lose? Yeah, like, but I don't know. Maybe hopefully gladiators learn their lesson with this. At least the players. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. That was Valiant versus Gladiators for the another battle for Arne. I hope we get another of those soon because they're just fun to watch. If we're gonna if we're gonna have like a repeat of Valiant playing the same team over and over again, can it be the Gladiators? Please. Because <laughs> yeah, you know what? Next week, Valiant goes up against the Shock mm-hmm. again. Yep, it's our only game of the week. It'll be on Saturday at three o'clock. Uh, I mean, as as much as I like playing division rivalry games. I'm getting kind of tired of playing Shock so many times already. Yeah, like, can we have it? Can we have it against the Houston Outlaws? Like we, we can probably have decent ping against them since Vanian got went up against the Dallas Fuel. Yeah. Like come on. And Dallas Fuel's right. already started playing, playing uh, some East Coast teams, I believe. Or do they just play Justice? Uh, I saw uh, one next week. It's Sunday NAS game. Dallas is going up against the Outlaws, so it's like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, we do have a slight change when it comes to the the Chinese teams. So Dynasty is in. Yeah. So we can see Soul <laughs> Dynasty play. Yeah, Dynasty went back to Korea. Spock. Uh, and New York Excel's back. They're all in Korea now, and they're ready to go. Yeah. So Dynasty against Spark, Charge against Dragons, and New York Excel against the Hunters, all Saturday morning. So you know. I kind of like that because they have New York Excel versus Hunters at like 5 a.m., which is still like a decent time in like Chinese and probably in like Korean time because, you know, New York Excel is a Korean, like full Korean roster. So they have a lot of fans in Korea. But also people in New York can watch it because that would be like 8 a.m. for them. So they'd have to wake up a little early to watch it, but they could still watch it technically live without like messing up the sleep schedule. Yeah, it's an 8 o'clock game for New York in New York, so... And it's a Saturday, so it's not like they're going to be at work or anything during it. It's just like, you just have to sacrifice some sleep on Saturday and wake up a little earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and the rest of the games on Saturday are Atlanta Rain versus Fusion, and like you said earlier, Shock versus Valiant. And then after that, um, on Sunday, we have Spark versus Hunters, Dragons versus Dynasty, and then Charge versus New York Excel, which is, like, it's great. We get to see a little bit of variety in the Chinese team. I'm, s- I'm so happy that they can now play other teams since New York Excel and uh, Seoul Dynasty have moved to Korea. So you, you get a little bit of variety, though. You're not going to see them playing the same teams over and over again. Happy for them. <laughs> Can we have that too? Yeah, it's definitely nice that we're getting quite a bit of uh, variety now, at least for the Chinese teams. But everyone else, kind of not as much variety. But I mean, yeah, gotta gotta deal with it the way you can. And then after that, we have Florida Mayhem versus Boston Uprising. Uh, Make it stop. F and chat. Yeah. <laughs> And then Houston Outlaws versus Dennis Fuel, which is hold your f in chat, not just yet. Yeah, <laughs> this could go either way. Yeah, well, Dennis Fuel's looking pretty good, but then like Outlaws has, you know, they had their moments. Curious case of the Houston Outlaws. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't remember what those moments are. <laughs> so like this is gonna be, I guess that was, I feel like that was gonna be a fun game to watch because it's just like gonna be very weird. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't get that same feeling from Florida Mayhem versus Boston Uprising, though. I don't either. It's gonna be pretty one-sided, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, come on, Boston, do something. <laughs> Has somebody made that stick joke yet? The the meme of the guy poking it with a stick. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I wouldn't doubt somebody's already made it. Yeah. But yeah, those are the games for next week. Uh, I'm glad we get to talk about another Valiant game. <laughs> can it not be against the Shock? Can we? Can we have like? Any other team would be nice. Yeah, it, it really sucks because the teams Valiant could have played against, like, uh, technically could have played against the Vancouver Titans, but they um they, they moved to Korea, 
So, like, eh, that one's out. And then, like, Dynasty was here for a bit, but then they moved to Korea as well. So it's like, okay. They, they, they like, narrowed down the pool of teams that Vanian can play against. And Shock and Gnadios, obviously, but still, I'm like, yeah. I, I only care about Vanian. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Vanian has been continuing the tradition of playing fun games against each other on Monday nights. So we had another Vanian versus. And this time it was a free fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did play Prop and Hunt, though, and Prop Hunt's always fun. Yes. Also, um, on the graphic, packing is a dog instead of the like, picture of him with the ice cream that fell off. So I, I highly suggest just going and looking at the graphic so you get to look at this dog. Yes, it's Seriously, a very it's so good cute. dog. It's a very cute dog, yes. I want to pet uh, the dog. The funny, thing of, <laughs> the funny thing about this Valiant Versus is that the internet cut out or something or the computer they were using to stream died something happened so mid-game it just died which happened to be in the middle of dodgeball they were doing sigma dodgeball and it was all five uh mcgravy ksp mike rain and apply against packing if i remember correctly uh i believe that's what it was yeah yeah, it was either against Packing or Mike, but I want to say it was Packing. I think Packing made the joke about him being able to take care of himself against the five of them. Sounds like something Packing would say. Yes, yes it does. And it, it was so funny, because originally they were going to be like split in two and have like, a dodgeball that way, but then he like talks talks himself up, and he ends up <laughs> just getting a bunch of the... Uh, what's it called? Accretion, right? Yeah, the accretions. Yes. Just the accretion thrown in his face. And the funniest thing is that they didn't realize that uh, the platform they were playing on has this ring around it that slowly closes in. I guess it's a way to get the game to like continue going and stuff. And if they step out of that ring, they die. And I want to say it was McGravy who was like, what? What is this, Fortnite? <laughs> like, oh, no, no. It was really fun. Uh, the one game they did get to play through the entire thing was like concept prop hunt, which was super fun because there were these little glowing balls just hiding amongst other glowing balls. And KSV managed to like debate. I want to say it was packing and just like run away from him when he was found, and then he could not find him again. It was, it was so funny seeing them like just jump over like the 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 roof only to fall back down and change the color and hide amongst the balls again and then just see either packing or Mike or the ones who are hunting just walk right past them it's hilarious yeah uh, since this was this was the only like match of the Valiant versus that they actually managed to get through entirely before the technical difficulties happen so it is the only one they've posted on their YouTube so if you want to watch it just go on YouTube it's a lot of fun it's very very funny it was posted just a few hours ago, so by the time this goes up, it'd be like probably close to twenty-four hours since it went up. <laughs> yeah, because like and since it says it was posted ten hours ago, that'd be around noon. Episodes usually go out around noon. Eh, yeah, so it'd be around twenty-four hours. Hey, I know math. <laughs> uh, other than that, there's not anything else on Valiant's YouTube because they have run out of pre-recorded things. Mario Party is over. You guys should still watch that. Uh, so all they have is like the top nades of Valiant versus Gnadators, KSF's top five hammer kills. I just I love that hammer kills. Uh, and they do have uh, another POV coming up. Uh, the last one they did was Dreamer. Uh, but next up is was it was it a uh, KSP on Ash? So that's the next uh, POV we should look forward to. Mhm. Be a fun one to watch though. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, if you guys ever want to vote on the uh, POVs that get posted on YouTube, it is on the Twitter. And same thing that's on the Twitter is another nil video, this time from Apply. <sighs> Apply took up McGravy's challenge of watching Haikyuu, and he didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and before, it turns out he's the biggest fan, and he's just saying that so he's not able to weeb. Yeah, uh, I'm convinced he's just trying to deny that he's a weeb or that he enjoys anime at all yeah come on like there's gotta be some anime you like come on should introduce him to full metal alchemist that is a good one i feel like this was such a good like gateway anime is full metal alchemist 
but uh, instead of recommending anime, since he's not a weeb, he ends up recommending two shows. One of them is Dexter, seasons one through four only. And as somebody who tried to watch Dexter, and yeah, definitely only watch one through four. <laughs> and then uh, the second one is Money Heist, which is one I've actually heard my friends talk about. Apparently, it's good, and I should probably watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing it's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has challenged Gig to watch Money Heist. So, hopefully, next week we get to hear Gig's thoughts on this and maybe see if Gig is secretly a weeb. Which he is, because he actually understood the Gurren Nagan uh, reference I made once in his chat. Haha. <laughs> 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 I caught you. <laughs> he got mad at me for that reference because I used it to, like,. I think like we were arguing about whether or not uh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich or the Chick Fil A chicken sandwich is better, and like I give I, I do that reference. It's like, hey, girl, log on, and then I post the like chicken sandwich. And like you can't make that reference and then say that Popeye's chicken sandwich is better. I mean, You're, I say that, but, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the Popeye's chicken sandwich is way better. Just saying, yeah. like that one got some spice. And a good crunch. Like, the, the chicken sandwich is too soggy for me. I'm sorry. It's not, just not crunchy enough. But Gig didn't uh, take that, and he got mad. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm the exact opposite. There. Every time I've tried that Popeye sandwich, it's not spicy at all. And I ask for extra, extra sauce, and I'm still not feeling any spice. The thing is that, like, I like the Neville spice it is. I Sometimes I feel like it could be spicier, sometimes I don't. Uh, but still more spice than the chick fil I feel like chick fil is just... Like, I also don't like the batter too much. Like, it's so soggy by the time I eat it. Like, chick fil I get that crunch. Not chick fil Popeyes, I get that crunch. Wait, why are we talking about this? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting derailed. Damn you, yeah, Popeyes. Yeah, I've named Gig. I've, I've named Gig because I got this thinking about how, like, I caught him being a weeb. And it was due to Popeyes. <laughs> anyway, um... Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what Gig says about Money Heist. I might watch it. I might not. I had to see Gig's uh, review on it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's pretty much it. Banyan did put out like a funny video of like, oh, the rules of how to play Overwatch, which is just p- press W and get over yourself. <laughs> it was that's pretty it. And honestly, that's that that's a good enough rule, cause like. You should you should press W. Stop stop falling behind and don't get it. Care about something besides yourself. Get over yourself. Think about the team. There's not much else, I guess. Oh wait, McGravy is put a bunch of cheesy grooves and the uh, wavy Pringles on his bed and like jumped into it like that. Why? <laughs> mm. But yeah, that's. I feel like that's it for the Twitter. And that's it for the YouTube, so that's kind of it for Valiant. <laughs> yeah. A little slower, but it's because they're... Mostly just because they ran out of <laughs> content. Yeah, like, there's only so long that pre-recorded content t- could take them. Mm-hmm. So, it kind of dried up, but I already know that they're trying their best. Yeah, like, I know a few other teams have been trying to do some content things with, like interviewing the players through webcams and Valiant has dabbled a little bit with that so I don't know if they're currently in the planning stage for something I'm hoping they are so that maybe in a week or two we get to see more content from them yeah uh, I still think they should do KSF reading tweets because I, I think that would sell people like right away <laughs> it would like you know I, it's like, I wonder if there's like a subreddit of fake uh, motivational quotes. I feel like he would be grateful reading off stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I think that's it for Valiant. We have one game to look forward to next week. Hopefully, we get some content. Uh, we'll probably have Gig's review of Money Heist. Maybe he gets exposed for a Weeb. I'm telling you, he's a Weeb. <laughs> it's because he is, yeah. But I think that's it for us. If you want to keep up to date with everything Voicing Valiant, you can find us at Voicing Valiant on Twitter. If you want to keep up to date with everything Any Valiant, you can find them at Any Valiant on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Reddit, Discord, and Snapchat. That's it for us, guys. See you next week. See you next week.
Bye. That's how you break a thumb. Mm-hmm. I know that from Twilight. <laughs>